Standing at the edge of the Quent Harbor in the dawn light, the beginning of a new day is evident in the smell of salty water mixed with the sounds of taverns closing and the sights of new ships preparing to dock. This harbor is different from others in the shackles due to the many rocks that shield the docks and create a safe space for ships of all kinds to come and go with their goods through the single entrance to the harbor. She chooses this port exactly because it's popular and so easy to see who's arriving or setting sail. She knows in her very bones that this isn't her first time here, but she can't recall anything in her current state. It feels brand new and comfortable at the same time. Keeping her head covered and curling her shoulders in, she starts walking. She listens to the sounds of the harbor, gulls calling, goods being loaded and unloaded, the sea water crashing against the boats as they creak and groan with the waves, and most importantly to her, people spreading gossip and rumors about the world around them. She walks through the streets of the harbor town, covered head to toe in borrowed clothing, trying not to draw attention for too long from anyone, while still working to get familiar with the area. Near midday, she enters a tavern and sits down, keeping her face and body covered, and orders a grog, which is her favorite, she thinks. She takes a long drink of the grog, only to hear drips and squelches from her now soaking clothing, and the small puddle on the ground. Sighing, she puts the cup back down and watches the others in the pub, noticing the variety of folks here with her, and that none of them are really paying attention to her. It gives her the confidence to remove her hood and see how the patrons might react. The white of her skull illuminates the contrasting darkness of her empty eye sockets and nasal cavity. One patron notices her skeletal appearance and says with a slight slur, Where'd your skin go? We have some master around here that you're saving a seat for. No, I don't have no master. I'd be a captain waiting for my ship to come back to me. Is it one of them ships in the harbor then? It is in the sea, but it's gonna come back to me. It always do. Calypso's quick words with the curious patron had drawn attention of a few others in the tavern. They couldn't help but stare at her unique appearance. Another patron chimed in. A captain, you say? What happened to you, if you don't mind me asking? You look different. Aye, I'd be different, that's for sure. But I ain't always been this way. Recently I entered the sea and walked out like this without my memories from before. Now I be looking for the ship I knew to be my home. The patrons exchanged intrigued glances, some of them leaning closer to listen to her story. One of them, a weathered sailor nursing his drink, asked, Did you make a deal with the sea then, lass? If I made a deal, the price might have been me memories, save for my name and my passion. I know I'm Captain Calypso, and I am missing me ship. I be waiting for her return, for she's me only true friend in this world. The tavern falls into a contemplative silence as the patrons ponder the mysterious captain's words. The atmosphere is filled with a mix of awe, skepticism, and curiosity. Well, you certainly are a sight to behold, Captain. May your ship return to you soon. We've seen our fair share of peculiar things in Quent Harbor but ye might just top the list. Calypso offered a skeletal grin, the corners of her mouth curling upward in a macabre expression of gratitude, 
She continued to share stories, both true and embellished, of her adventures on the high seas, weaving a tapestry that captivated the tavern's audience. Despite her skeletal appearance, Calypso's presence in the harbor town began to take on an aura of mystery and charm, and she slowly became a welcomed addition to the Salty Seagull. We flash forward a few weeks and see sitting at a corner table in the Salty Seagull, Calypso grinning mischievously as she picks up her concertina. The atmosphere is alive with the lively chatter of sailors and the clinking of tankards. With a swift motion, her skeletal fingers expertly dance across the bone keys, conjuring a jaunty sea shanty that echoes with the spirit of the open ocean. The tavern seems to come alive with her tune. The rhythm of the sea pulses through the melody, and patrons find their feet tapping and their voices joining in the chorus. Calypso's music is infectious. It's as if the very essence of the ocean has found its way into the atmosphere of the tavern. The jaunty sea shanty spreads like wildfire, filling the space with a vibrant energy that transports everyone present to the rolling decks of a lively pirate ship. In the heart of this bustling tavern, Calypso has become a regular and starts being known as Calypso Bonesong. She isn't feared or looked at oddly, except by the new arrivals in town, but the way the rest of the tavern acts towards her typically eases newcomers' concerns quickly. After a few of her songs finish, she sits down at the bar where a sailor sits down to join her. The barkeep calls out, The usual bone song. Aye. As she turns to the sailor, she asks, Do you have any news from the harbor on who's arriving today? Actually, lass, there's a big ship with black sails that's been hovering at the rocks, waiting to come in. Which ship be that? I think she's called the Wormwood now, since she's changed hands. Interesting. I'll be curious what they be bringing to Quint. Later that night, when the rumored Wormwood docks, Calypso watches from the shadows, covered once again in her tattered clothes. She knows in her bones that this is the ship she's been waiting for. She can feel it and starts making a plan to get on the boat before it leaves. She walks to the nearest dock worker to the Wormwood and asks, Where does ship go in? Ma'am, it's not leaving for a few days at least, and it's headed off to Port Peril next, I'd think. She walks off with a nod and thanks the dock worker as she sets to work on a plan to get on the ship. She settles on the night before the expected departure to try and sneak on when everyone's off in a tavern having drinks or sleeping off the drink already. As the days pass, Calypso Bonesong patiently bides her time. She continues to entertain the tavern's patrons with her haunting melodies and captivating stories, all while gathering information about the ship that had piqued her interest, the Wormwood. Each piece of news she gathers paints a clearer picture of the ship's schedule and crew. She learns of its current captain, who's feared by many, and the reputation the Wormwood has earned as a vessel with a ruthless crew. This knowledge only deepens her determination to find her way onto the ship and recover her lost memories. The night before the Wormwood's expected departure for Port Peril, Calypso dons her set of tattered borrowed clothes from when she first entered Quent to help her blend into the shadows. She also prepares a small satchel with essentials for her journey, a few tools, and the precious concertina that had become her constant companion. Under the cover of darkness, she makes her way to the dock where the wormwood was moored. The harbor was relatively quiet, and most of the sailors and dock workers were celebrating their last night on land before the ship's departure. Calypso observes the ship from a concealed vantage point, waiting for the opportune moment to board. As the night wears on, the revelry continues, and her chance finally comes. The majority of the crew had headed to a nearby tavern to carouse, leaving the ship under the watch of a few exhausted and inebriated sailors. Taking a deep breath, Calypso makes her move, 
She creeps silently across the gangplank and onto the wormwood, her heart racing with a mix of excitement and trepidation, if she had a heart. As she navigates the ship's darkened deck, her skeletal visage is hidden under the concealing hood, and she moves like a ghost through the moonlit night. As she creeps on board, she's caught in a vivid sense memory of this exact ship. Shaking her head to clear the powerful memory, she moves to the hold that was full of cargo already. She moves to the far corner behind a large crate and opens the secret door in the hold that she was confident is still there. Upon opening it and seeing nothing but dust, it gives her hope that this was an unfound area for her to hide out. She plans to stay here for as long as she needs to learn what she can about the crew and determine what her next steps are for potential takeover at Port Peril. Calypso knows that her journey is only just beginning and the mysteries of her past are yet to be unraveled, but she's taken the first step and the sea, with all its secrets and terrors, beckons her home. <laughs>